Welcome back, anyone who's decided to join in with the digital exhibition that I'm doing. Apologies for the poor sound and presentation. I'm working in my living room at the moment. And uh, if anyone's got any ideas on how better to do this, they'd be really, really appreciated. But I might end up giving you a bit of a tour of the house as we do it. And my brew. So, I wanted to talk to you about um, the first collection that I ever did art-wise when I first moved to Manchester which is called Barrier to Entry and this is the first image from it and I'll take you through the series and explaining it but basically it was me going out and exploring Salford, finding out more about the area, finding out more about the people who live here, the scenes that we see and the buildings that we see and as you'll see from uh, the collection as a whole. Um, it's quite a naive collection. I think it's very much me finding my feet as an art photographer, something that is really helping me develop um, professionally, also personally, um, and hopefully you'll see that through the different collections that we look at over the next few days. So to start off with, um, I'm not going to sit here all the time. I think I'm going to move the camera up so you can get a better view. Um, but the, the idea of the presentation is not that you get to see the images the same as what you would do if it was a real exhibition. It's more about the context and the narrative to the collection. So if you want to see um, higher quality, like full-size images, they're all available on my website, harlebainbridge.com, and they're under the collections part of the website. and. I've got full res uploads on there so you'll be able to blow them up as big as you want and, and see how they are. Um, hopefully in the future you'll be able to experience them in the flesh. There's nothing quite like real prints to uh, really bring a bit more meaning and, and weight to a, to a project. So hopefully that's an alright introduction for what we're going to talk about for a few minutes. Okay, so this um, first image is quite iconic I would say around Salford and it's what really inspired me to start making this series and you'll recognise it as the Imperial War Museum North which is on Salford Keys. So this gave me the idea of calling this collection Barrier to Entry just purely from the aesthetic of the building. Um, it's very imposing uh, quite brutal in its design. Um, very, very man-made materials. Lots of studying. It's very iconic design. And it makes me think of a combination of ship panels from old warships. Um, and also the the lines, the, the grid work, which sits atop of the Imperial War Museum is like a fence or a gate, something quite closed off. Now, for me, it's so iconic and so connected to Salford that it's easy to think of Salford being this kind of architecture, being this kind of environment, very modern, brutal and unforgiving in a way. Um, yeah, this is a public space, somewhere we should be invited into, somewhere that has the opportunity to educate and enrich our lives through through history and through knowledge. 
but yeah, it is designed in in this way where it's quite insular and isolated, especially in its location. Being on the other side of the um, the keys, you have to go out of your way to get there. It's not this open public space, which is just down the road. It's a bit of a trek to get there, and that kind of runs through the theme of the collection. Um, at the end, I'll probably talk a little bit more about the overall feel of it, but this is what this image was for me. Okay, so the next two images and a few of the following images are meant to be viewed as pairs. Um, and that's because there's two sides, if you will, to Salford. There's the, the old and there's the new. And I think these two buildings, again, are very much iconic. You'll probably recognise a few of the things as we go through the various um, images. Um, so we've got Salford University on the right. And I don't know what the building's called, but it's, it's the big one on Salford Keys. Um, so again, when I was shooting this, it was all about the exploration of the area and finding out everything that it has to offer, what the architecture says about the area and how that's reflected in, in the society surrounding it. So the red building on the left in your screen, um, I don't know what it is and I've tried doing a bit of research on it and it seems to be offices, but to me it's this pseudo-futuristic Blade Runner-esque building which is out on Salford Keys with no real identifier of what it is. Um, it's very imposing, overpowering in certain aspects. Um, you know, it doesn't fit with the architecture that surrounds it. It is isolated and dominant in the skyline. And in contrast to that, we have Salford University which has got quite similar tones in terms of its colouring, in terms of its stature, but at the same time it is right in the heart of Salford, very much um, aware of what the building is and what it does, why it's there, um, who can access, but again it also has this imposing, overpowering sense in the area that it is. Um, modern times have built up around it and the road structure has surrounded the, the university in such a way that you have to go a, a little bit out of your way to get to this. And I think both of these images for me, again, reflected this sense of there is things available. There is mo um, modern buildings, there is modern technology and jobs and education all available in Salford, yet it's either unadvertised, unclear what it is, imposing, overpowering, or it's difficult to get to or inaccessible to certain people. Um, and for me, it's the commonality between these two buildings, which they both represent that inaccessibility, but yet they both also represent opportunity at both ends of the spectrum you know a couple of hundred years of history of teaching and very very modern unknown accessible futuristic building
Okay, so again, two iconic buildings, two iconic sites from Salford. Obviously, on the left, we've got the shopping centre uh, at the heart of Salford, the famous shopping city on the tower block. And on the right, a, a reflective um, composition of the Lowry. Um, now, to start with the Lowry, this again harkens back to the Imperial War Museum. This um, modern, brutalist style of Salford Keys where we've got extravagant buildings taking up the skyline and creating little pockets of um, entertainment or education or work or the various different activities that we can take part of. Um, things like the um, Alchemist building is very much in this style where um, it is a, a futuristic, uh, like a retro-futuristic feel with trapezoid-style architecture. Um, it reminds me of a sand dune the famous pictures of the Sahara Desert and such like the 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 plating on the on the building on the right hand side just reminds me of that and it, it kind of gives me a feeling of um, isolation of solitude and um, almost being lost in the wilderness but yet it's right in the middle of of Salford Keys and very iconic um, and again it's a building which is a, a center of of culture, an environment which should be inviting and welcoming to people who who want to develop their taste or knowledge or skills and enjoy an evening or a day show or whatever it is that's going in there. But yet, again, we've got this building which is surrounded in metal cladding and um, harsh geometric shapes like if you think of the entrance it's buried within the building it's not open and out front you have to walk through the metal facades and find your way into the building um whereas on the left we've got shopping city and again this is another um style of building where it's come to represent the other side of salford you know the the areas of Salford that are not as well educated don't have access to the same level of work or income entertainment and culture but yet the design is also quite similar it comes from an era of of concrete tower blocks and precincts uh, harsh environments and the connotation is that it is in a design which fits the poorer less affluent areas of a city um, but at the same time it still maintains the difficulty of access um, you have to know where the entrances are, you have to cross over main roads and through bustling crowds and 
you need to know to go around the back to find the car park. When I first moved to Salford, it was difficult for me to find my way into the shopping city. The the main roads direct you away from it. And when you do find your way around, it's knowing where to park and where to enter and even things like the cost of parking and the types of businesses that are on shore around the car park, the lighting within the city, the entrance ways, the door's not working, the, the type of people who hang around in them environments, the noise, the hustle and bustle, it's, it's all very stereotypical and it's very easy to cast um, a decision or a, an opinion on, on that environment before you've even really got to know the environment, all of which is off-putting and dissuasive. It's not an, it's not an environment that you are called upon to visit. Whereas the keys, you, you've got this aspirational aspect, but when you get there, it's not an easy place to navigate. It's not an easy place to park. It's not an easy place to get access to the, the type of things that are available there. So the, there's that similarity between the two. And I think the design plays a large role in the accessibility and, and welcomingness of both environments, but yet on different scales. There's probably 50 or 60 years difference, uh, time difference between the two designs, but yet they still carry these same fundamental flaws in the design. And them design flaws are what causes the separation between the people who have access to either of these environments. Okay, so the, we're coming to the end of the collection and these two images are here to help us refine what the point of the collection is. And I've selected them to sit together purely for the aesthetic reasons of having brick walls, parallel lines and, and red subjects centre frame. And in a way, both are remembering something that is missing. Now, the image on the left is from Salford Keys, which we know is famous for the culture and for the media. But as you can see from here, this remembrance is from when it was a working port. And uh, the plaque is memorialising the seafarers who lost their lives during World War One and World War Two. Uh, it's easy to forget that this is a, an old sailing port, but it's obviously well looked after. This was shot in March of last year, so a long time after Remembrance Sunday, but the wreaths are still in good condition and obviously cared for. Many of us will walk past this every day. Um, it's right down on the winding paths along the quays. Um, but it's forgotten about. We have the Imperial War Museum, but I've already discussed how being on the opposite side of the quays and the design and the way that that building feels isn't really a reminder of what Salford stood for 50, 60, 70 years ago. Whereas the image on the right is so easy to consider that it's not part of Salford, yet it's only a few streets away from the quays. And it's the reminder that 
the vast majority of the city is made up of working class people making their living hustling on the side street selling tires but the missing tea we don't need that tea there to know that it is selling tires but there's there's something missing the way the light bisects the frame highlights that missing part and i think for me the memorial again also reminds us of something what is missing from salford in the modernization and that is that we're quickly erasing the history we're making things for a select few people we're making things a lot less accessible and a lot more uh, modern in a way but also restrictive and almost forgetting that Salford was about the working class and now it's becoming about the middle upper class who are well educated and have um, prospects and opportunities and again that leads us into the to the conclusion of the collection which as I mentioned before is culminating in as a single image um, but yeah yeah this is the um, second to last image and it is one where I highly recommend that you look at the high-res version on online I will include a link in the description and this is a little play part which is down the side of a homeless shop um, a homeless charity shop in the student area of, of Salford so where the student housing is and you'll see from the final image how this beautiful mural with the climbing wall integrated into it in a children's play area is it's there for obviously the, um, the families nearby to enjoy somewhere to take the children to get out into the sunshine enjoy a little personal time or family time together and I suppose it's kind of ironic that when I shot this last year I didn't know that we would be in the situation that we're in now but it's, it's kind of representative of the situation in a way this was a Sunday last March a beautiful beautiful sunny day but yet there was no one to be seen anywhere near the park not making use of the facilities that are there and if I were a kid again I would have loved to have access to something like this but we see it here toys abandoned rubbish strewn no care or no love or attention paid to the to the park and I think it's the absence in this frame what highlights a point which I'm trying to get across with again a collection which is very naive but it's that absence what highlights the accessibility and availability of you know education and culture and entertainment for the vast majority of people in Salford it was quite shocking to me 
as someone who recently moved to the area expecting to be in an area which was vibrant and full of life and yet it was restricted purely to certain pockets and when you read about the city on twitter and in the news it's these certain pockets of the city that get spoken about not necessarily the city as a whole so yeah it's, it's one that when viewed as a whole and when viewed on a larger scale like this is a 13 inch by 19 inch print but it still doesn't feel like it does it justice it's almost as if it needs to be triple or even quadruple the size to really get the effect of how desolate and, ab and abandoned and how underutilised it is. So that brings us on to the final image of the collection and this I think marked a point for myself personally where I went from very flat or slow photography, quite naive in its style and execution to something which had a lot more context and a lot more narrative within the frame you'll notice I don't really talk a lot about the technicalities of the images why I think they are technically good it's more for me about how it makes you feel or the questions or answers it raises and provides and I think at one point I will talk about the issue with aesthetic and judging images purely on their technical prowess um, whereas for me a, a good image is uh, an image what could communicate an idea and have a lasting effect and stick with you now this image for me is always something i'm drawn back to i think i feel it is the the turning point of when i turned from a photographer into a bit more of an art photographer so Looking back at the previous image of the uh, picnic table in the playground, this is the same playground but from a different angle. So when I found this, I was walking around the streets just trying to find what represented the area and what spoke to me and what communicated to me. And this was one of the few uh, first views that I had of this park, uh, again, a beautiful summer's day, spring day, back in March, and this fantastic climbing wall and mural and playground was right in the heart of the student area of Salford, yet it was abandoned and full of rubbish and toys. I got the last image by climbing over the fence, um, but this image for me kind of represented what I was trying to communicate with the collection and that is we have this beautiful mural we have these facilities we have these areas for people to come together as a community to enrich their lives to build relationships and educate themselves and strive to be something better but yet even from a very young age 
those opportunities are locked away. It's the overbearingness of the gate, so close in our face, so dark, so heavy and structured with a big padlock locking away everything that is beyond it and purely through chance more than anything is the little dog looking up to the lock with a worried look on its face and for me that was the point of the collection it was we have these opportunities we have this culture we have this education but how does the design, how does the layout and the placement of, of these opportunities restrict it to certain people? So I, I'm going to come back in front of the camera a little bit and just finish off. So thank you for sticking with me until the end, if you have. I apologise for the long waffliness of these videos. I'm not doing loads of prep and scripting. I just want to do these as off-the-cuff quick video or something to do each day and use it as a bit of practice about how to speak about my collection, talk about the ideas behind it, uh, the concepts and hopefully you guys can pick up a little bit about um, how I go around building them up and executing them. Uh, now this collection for me was all about me finding out about Salford when I first moved here and it was quite, quite shocking really. Um, learning about how Salford is perceived as this cultural hub, um, up and coming city and with lots of opportunity and development in place. Whereas the reality of it is it's defined to certain areas of the city while large swathes of the area are amongst the highest um, in deprivation, in single parent families and lack of education, lack of jobs lack of opportunity and I'll link into the um, piece that I used from the council's website which highlighted these issues um, going forward I'll talk a little bit more about the technicalities again as I mentioned the aesthetic of the image for me is not the goal um, it's more about how an idea is communicated questions are raised feelings are you know communicated within an image or within a collection of images that makes them important for example this entire series was shot on my a7 II which has a broken rear screen and I used a, a 130 pound 50mm lens which is pretty bottom of the range so that there's no reason why you couldn't go out and shoot something like this on a phone and hopefully in a couple of videos time I'll talk a, a little bit about the technicalities about the benefits of a camera over a phone and a professional over an amateur and in a, in a way that will help people make decisions about what they want to do, whether they need it for the business or whether they want to pursue becoming a better photographer or a professional photographer. Um, now all the images, like I said, you're best off viewing them on my website because you can get full res on there, um, unfortunately. Chimney breast isn't the best place to show them off. Um, and those images that you do like, you know, feel free to tell me about why you like them, why you don't like them. Any feedback on how to improve the videos is fantastic. And if you are wanting to purchase any of the images, 
92% goes to coffee for Craig. Um, I'm just covering the print and the postage costs um, on the first editions and they're available through my website, through speaking to coffee for Craig or DMing me on whatever platform that you see this video on. So thank you and hopefully the next one will be more concise and even more informative.